destino para ti lo que viniera de ti. Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 72 for Sunday, October 19th, 2014. I'm Nelson DeWitt. And I am John Younger. And we're coming to you not live. From L.A. Well, John's in L.A. I'm in Boston. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, my recent trip to Yale University where I spoke to some students there. Yeah, and this will be my first time hearing about it, so, so join be, me. It, it'll be a surprise. Uh, so I think John's going to just uh, interview me a little bit and ask some questions, and uh, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the experience, which was uh, really great. I had a fun time, and um, I'm, you know, a big thank you to the students at Yale for having me out there. Um, I was invited by, it, it's the and I'm probably going to mess this up, but the Association of Yale, uh, of the Association of Salvadoran Students at Yale, and their abbreviation okay. is ASY. And uh, there's some pictures that we'll link to that's up on their Facebook page, and they were very nice. They uh, they had me come down on the train, and I spoke to a group of them at night. On um, this was last. Wednesday night, I was there, and we had so pupusas. two Wednesdays ago when this gets released. Yes, two Wednesdays ago, they invited me down and had a, a pupusa dinner, <laughs> and we watched parts of the film. I gave a, a sort of a brief overview about what the you know similar talk that I've done in the past, showing uh, two clips from the film and talking about what the rest of the film is going to be about, and. Um, it was it was a really great time, and the next day, they I had a little lunch with a couple of the students, and you know they they took me around campus, showed me the library and some of the other the old uh, skull and bones house and some of the other uh, kind of oh. special Yale places. So I didn't get to go in the skull and bones; they just pointed it out. <laughs> okay, so tell me about it. What do tell you want to know? I'm interested in, in who the students, obviously they were part of a Salvadoran organization, um, how, how many there were, what types of questions they had, um, how much they knew already about the war and uh, the aftermath. Yeah. So it was actually a pretty small group. I think this is one of the smallest groups I've talked with. There were about seven students there. Uh, six of them were, uh, well, I should say there was one non-Salvadoran, which was great uh, that she came. And then there was another Salvadoran, um, Jorge uh, Cuellar, I believe is how you say his last name. But he's the one who ori originally reached out to John and myself asking if uh, he could show some of our, our film in one of his classes. And... Um, he was there. He's from El Salvador originally. Oh, wow. And then the other, I think most of the other students were half Mexican, half Salvadoran. They all, there, there were five other students there and um, they were all sort of that uh, Salvadoran mix. So that, that was interesting to me because I, I sort of realized that they are almost a generation removed or, or two generations, if maybe removed from 
the war. In other words, that you know, it was my parents' generation that that fought in the war and that lived it, and I'm the next generation, and they're sort of the generation after that. So they they didn't really experience the war, but they have grown up hearing about it and they started to learn about it in school. So it's, it's, it was a little different, um, uh, group, but it was very interesting to be able to talk to them. And, um, you know, throughout the, the night I, I asked them what did it mean to be Salvadoran to them? Because that was sort of something, you know, like how, how do they, uh, understand or identify with, uh, being Salvadoran and, uh, you know, cause obviously they have this group and they're, they do a couple little events and stuff on campus. So what does it mean to be Salvadoran to them? And I think that, uh, you know, we, we never really came to an answer about that, but, uh, you know, it was just a, a discussion point throughout the night so, mm-hmm. or something that I was interested on. And I think I'm going to, we're, we're going to have them come on to the, the show, the students, and, uh, we'll talk to them a little bit more in depth about that that idea of what does it mean to be Salvadoran. And I know that the parts of the film that you show are very personal, um, mm-hmm. very emotional, and I'm wondering what um, what they picked up on and, and if they were moved and if they had the context to, to underst- understand. I mean, I think it's so personal, maybe you don't, you don't need a lot of context, but... Yeah. I, I don't know how much context they had, and I, I don't want to sort of put words in their mouth. I, I, I think it was moving for them. I could see that, you know, it was sort of very heavy stuff that, that we were talking about. And uh, by the end, they all sort of had that look that I've certainly had several times where you just, you're overwhelmed by the sort of magnitude of what's being presented. And uh, you know, w- one thing I, I talked with them about was, I, I don't know how to describe it very well. I'm still trying to find the words for it, but just the the sort of, um, um, I want to say, just, a, just the sort of situation where we're benefiting from sort of many of the opportunities that uh, the United States has to offer. Yale being a great example of that, but at the same time, a lot of the, uh, I don't know, institution systems that tore apart our country came out of that that same uh, opportunity. And that's a very not... Especially in a place like Yale, which has such a history with the CIA. Right, right exactly. And, and I'm not explaining it well, because I, I haven't quite found the words, but yes, that's the point, that like the CIA... Was that a topic at all? It was something that I kind of asked them about, you know, like how would how do you deal with it that like the, the you know the CIA was founded here and the CIA had CIA had such a big role in sort of tearing apart our country and yet we are beneficiary of that sort of chaos and it, it's it's a very weird place to be in i don't know if beneficiary is the right word like well, i don't know who benefited from it well yeah no i i mean certainly not but i mean we, we it, it is it saying, is a, but... it is kind of a benefit though i, I mean well you know, I, I mean i don't i guess i'm not saying that like it, it, it's or maybe a, a privilege or you know like we we get we 
we get a head up. Like now I get to say that I, I spoke to Yale students and there's some sort of like credibility to that, you know, and, and they benefit from having a Yale degree. And yes, so, so we are sort of benefiting social economically, but yes, our, our, uh, doesn't mean that our, our family back home, so to speak, has benefited from it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it, it puts you in this very weird I guess I, place. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what the benefit of the Salvadoran Civil War was. That's... Right. No, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying there was a benefit to that. I'm just saying that we benefit from circumstance. Correct. Right. Uh, so that's a, that's a tough place to to be in and like I actually did talk to Jorge about this and I was sort of like you know how, how do you what is a, a degree from Yale get you you know and not putting him on the spot but just sort of curious like you know like he, what does he want to do with it right exactly like you're you're um I I I I don't know how to explain it and it's it's tough but yeah you you're going to Yale and you're getting this degree and Yale sort of has this indirect history of, of you know, uh, the involvement of disrupting your own life. So, you know, what do you hope to uh, accomplish by getting this degree? And he was saying, you know, like it does give him the credibility to then go on and present his ideas about what happened in El Salvador and relate it to people in a way that it could um, make make a difference in people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we'll have him on here for sure on the podcast to, to kind of go in depth, but do you know how old he was when he, uh, when he moved to the United States? I believe he said he was around four years old when he moved. So he, okay. he was saying that he moved after the peace accords. So in 93 or, or two or three, something like that, because, mm-hmm. uh, the, while the peace accords were signed, people were unsure that it would last. So it was sort of this, you know, um, very fragile um, peace. And so he was kind of the last wave of people to leave. And um, what I realized, or one similarity I had with the students as I was talking to them, is that they sort of don't know a lot about their own history and they're discovering it as they, they go along. So it's, it's much like the Salvadoran American adoptees who uh, grow up with normal lives. And then one day find out that this incredibly, you know, difficult uh, thing happened in their past and they have to sort of integrate it into their identity. And I, and I kind of felt like that's what they were doing. And I know that's what I was doing when I was in my, my twenties and going into to college. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I told many of them who are like 19, 20, I was like three years ago, I was told everything that you just saw in the video. Like it was dumped on my lap. And I was when I was in college and I was your age, I was still trying to wrestle with many of the things that that they are. And I think that, you know, maybe some of them will choose to I, I don't want to say ignore it, but not, you know, have that uh, be not have the Salvadoran identity be such a big part of their lives and others, you know, one wanted to get into immigration law and help families that are mm-hmm. trying to come here and maybe 
as uh, she learns about the war, it'll have a bigger impact on, on where she ends up. And I think another one was interested in public policy. And likewise, maybe being a, salvage, a Salvadoran descendant will help her or, or guide her in some way that it wouldn't otherwise. But I, I feel like they are, um, generally speaking, still trying to wrestle with what does it mean to be Salvadoran and how much does that, how much of a role does that identity play in my life? Cool. What else do you want to know? <laughs> I, I guess I, I feel like I'm I'm just second fiddle here. I'd love to hear the, the conversation between you and them, but uh, I guess I'm looking for their reactions. Uh, we're hearing a lot about, um, probably about this topic, but but what their reactions were, what they picked up on um, from what you showed them. Anything that surprised you or stuck out? I think, I guess, you know, you've done it a few times, so. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I mean, I think for me what, what, I, what stuck out and what sort of surprised me was um, their, uh, you know, just coming to the realization that they are, are one or two generations. They're, they're like a generation removed from the war so it doesn't play as big a role in their lives. You know, that on, on my side, that's what stood. They didn't grow up with it. Right. They did not grow up with it. I mean, it sounded like they, uh, they grew up in. Um, with people that were affected by it. but Right. But, but without having any experience of it. And it wasn't um, as jarring, dramatic traumatic as, as my experiences, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so they... In they, some ways, thank God, right? <laughs> right, yes. That they, you know, they grew up a normal American childhood in, in many ways, and mm -hmm. that uh, they're sort of learning about this this part of their past. So for me, that was the most interesting. And I think I, I don't want to, like, make uh, assumptions about uh, what, what they thought. So I, I definitely want to have them on the show. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the girls said we, we sort of need to talk about it and, and find out more. And I think that, um, you know, Jorge understood the situation because he came from there. So he, he sort of understood the dynamic and all of these challenges. And him and I, we had a lot of similarities with, uh, you know, the fact that we grew up here, but also have family and this connection back to El Salvador with me, but many of them, you know, they, they're Salvadoran and Mexican. So half their family is of Mexican descent and, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, could be more prominent in their life than the Salvadoran side. It brings up all these interesting dynamics, but they said, we kind of need to sit with this and think about it and, and talk about it before we can, you know, so, so my general impression was that like it was a lot of information that they were taking in. It's funny. I I don't. I felt in trying to research the film that there is a lack of of material like narrative material explaining the war out there. You know, mm -hmm. and there's just I'm surprised for. I mean, it was it was very important 
historical war when it, you know it was a big deal, um, and there's it's just it I feel like it's poorly understood and it's it's uh, just not that well chronicled what happened. You know, I don't I don't feel like there's a I think and I think that a lot of that has to do with our our perspective as Americans um, about how it fit into the Cold War and and quote you know quote unquote and you know, um, like beating the Soviet Union and 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 Reagan's legacy and I just think that we're so wrapped around some myths that there just isn't there isn't enough good scholarship about it. There is some, you know, but but there just there needs to be a lot more. There's not a lot for people that are a little bit removed to sink their teeth into and to try and understand. Yeah. You know, we've we pointed out a lot of good resources along the way, but but it, I just I feel like it, they're they're not proportionate to what happened. Hmm. And and are you saying that sort of here in America there's not as much you know the it, yes not as much discussion yeah yeah well yeah. it's sort of like you make the analogy that uh, Suyapa is kind of like the Rosa Parks of El Salvador right well, or, or you've said I would, that I would even I, I would use a different figure like maybe somebody a family member of the um, of the church bombings in Birmingham or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, she yeah. lost family members that she, that may be alive, but but uh, also could be could be deceased. And so I would go a little further than Rosa Parks. But sure. Yeah. But but yeah, like a, a civil civil rights activist person, someone who is a prominent. I think that school children should know her name. You know, right. That's what I well, think. And so my point was that we know Rosa Parks' name, and we know a lot about what happened in Birmingham and Alabama, and and the whole progression of the civil rights movement in this country. Right. And I and, feel like it's its own yeah. like form of racism. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know that we don't that that we have this blind spot for um, Latin America, and it's a huge blind spot. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it it really is. It it's. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying this in reflection to these these students that are interested in the subject and that have this this ancestry. I'm just I'm I'm saying it. In, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm I think that them being interested in the film and taking some time to learn about their heritage is great. But I'm yeah. saying like, even for people like that to try and dig in and learn more that yeah. that uh, it's a black hole. Uh, maybe that's too strong a. Metaphor. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not correctly represented in our in our to use a term I'm more familiar with in El Salvador in our historical memory, right? Maybe a good place to kind of start to wrap this up was um, one of the events that, or one of the the activities that they they did with me is they took me to this the Spanish house or Latin house. It's called the. Um, uh, uh, cultural, the house of, of cultural something. It's in Spanish, La Casa Cultura, the cultural house. And mm -hmm. when we were there, they, they took me around the side of the house and there was this beautiful mural. And I saw, you know, it, it, it 
I don't often, I'm not often moved by paintings or murals oh, or that kind of this. thing. Yeah, and I, I posted it, and um, I actually have it on my my phone as like the the background now. But it was just so striking because it's sort of these like, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I will post a link in the show, but it's like, um. Latin Americans and sort of it's almost like different levels. So at the top you have doctors and then you have below that janitors and then you sort of have the field workers below that. And they're like sort of fighting to get up to the top, but not with each other, but like um, they're struggling. They're struggling to, to get up and, and the bottom row supports the row above that and supports the row above that. And I think what, what really hit me was just sort of maybe the faces of the individuals, the way that they painted it. And you could see like um, the, the grief and the, the hardship. And it, it was sort of the realization that like, I, I've seen that before, you know, whether it's my family or, Suyapa or whoever and that 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 is very like the mural was very reflective of of the latino experience both in this country and and in central america that that this is this group of people that have been downtrodden for a very long time and are just sort of fighting just to just to make it by you know i'm like um, I don't know. It, it, it really hit home to to see that mural, and I thought it was sort of a very beautiful um, and beautiful and, and maybe sad representation of, of of the struggle. So I thought that like that, you know, yeah, I'm not quite sure where how, you know, but it was just uh, that was one of the more moving experiences at Yale. And, mm-hmm. So I will post a link to that photo in the in the show notes, and I hope to have Jorge and some of the students on a little bit later on the podcast, so that we can hear from them uh, directly what they thought of the information being presented to them and uh, what it means to be Salvadoran. Yeah, thanks. Thank thank you to them for in- inviting you and and uh, sharing the film with them. I think yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I was uh, so I excited. To hear from them directly too. I think that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would. I posed a few questions, but yeah. I think what they'd have to say would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, and even though this was one of the smallest audiences, it's probably one of the most. Um, it's probably one of my my favorite, and uh, I was very honored that this group of Salvadoran students, you know, in um, would would have me because uh, you know they are. We we are connected, even though it's not obvious, perhaps. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for now, and we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Yeah, because we have a film like to schedule, right, John? <laughs> what what's that? I said we'll see you in two weeks because we have a film to make. <laughs> That's right. All right. Bye. Bye bye.